With another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 438, a.k.a. year 9, week 14, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and KS. Wow, move closer to the microphone, MC. <laughs> MC, I'm back. Got busted to. on that one. Uh, and since this is your live Saturday broadcast, uh, we do this around 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, on the old clubhouse, so you can join us there. Find us. The the club is the Anarchist Experience, or at me at Riches for Rich R I C H E S, the number four R I C H, and then I will click the little invite button when I open up the room. Uh, it's been a while, Chaos, and you've got you've been on a trip and have some other stuff going on, some bureaucracy getting in the way. So fill us all in on what you've been up to and what's upcoming for you. Well. Uh- yeah, it's been a very busy summer. I went off to Freedom Fest in Memphis for a week and then went to uh, um, travel with MC in, in uh, Montana for a week or two and then came back and actually went to my um, in-law's uh, hospice bedside where he was passing away and then went off to Spain for a week for the Liberty International World Conference. Now back uh, where we're holding um, this conference of Austrian economic scholars from China who were invited in great number, but the Chinese government didn't allow most of them to, to come. Actually, the only ones who came from China sort of slipped out <clears throat> as if they were on holiday, so they didn't weren't, weren't uh, stopped. But in any case, uh, and then... Uh, School begins next week. That is quite the summer. So let's talk about the Chinese people first, because why not? Um, you invited a bunch of them; only a handful were able to get out. What's is this? Is a conference being hosted in Hawaii? Who is hosting it? What's what's the what was it? I mean, it's yeah. Austrian economics certainly, but it, was there a specific issue that was being addressed, or just Austrian economics in general? Why invite Chinese people? Well, there are a lot of Chinese. Uh, scholars of Austrian economics in China. It's a kind of a surprise to people because it's a thoroughly free market philosophy and school of thought <coughs> explaining, um, you know, the, the way the world works. And they've been for years, uh, you know, holding, uh, they had an organization called the Unirule Institute, which has been shut down by the government. In fact, I, some years ago, I was there at one of their uh, final meetings when the government welded the front door shut with the staff inside Wow! Uh, as a way of um, telling them they should cease and desist. Um, and in those days, we still held meetings in restaurants and other venues to get around them. How long ago was that? <laughs> uh, maybe four years ago. Okay, so yeah. not too bad. Mm-hmm. It's not like a then, back in the day China. This is like the current Chinese regime. But now the current Chinese regime is much more strict, you know, and using 
social media accounts, you know, for bank accounts and use of, of, um, of uh, technology for transactions and bank accounts and that sort of thing. Now they have just total control over people. They can just uh, snuff out their bank accounts, control where they go because they have to use those those accounts to travel. And so I think almost all of the of the scholars now are not allowed to travel. They face uh, you know losing their businesses, losing their bank accounts if they should step across the line. They're invited to tea by the police uh, to discuss what their misbehavior is and what they shouldn't be doing. And um, so it's very hard for them to get around all this stuff. They still persist, but but greatly restrained. And very few of them got out, actually. Um, about three out of 30 are here. One from Cuba, one from, I mean, not Cuba, I mean, one from Canada, one from Los Angeles, and a couple from Taiwan had no problems but uh the others are are feigning so help me out a little bit it was it was my impression that one of the open secrets of the chinese regime was that they were it's obviously a communist regime right but they kind of looked the other way on free market activities because that's what made the communist regime prosperous at least in hong kong Right, mm-hmm. and so if why crack down on I'm going to call them like secret societies of people discussing mm-hmm. these free market ideas, knowing that it's going to financially benefit the communist regime out into the future? Well, because independent thought uh, is considered more and more a threat to the regime itself, you know, and because it's. <clears throat> I'm, any independent thought is, is perceived. I mean, that's how threatened the, the leadership is in China, that they feel that this, this sort of thing is a threat to them. I mean, mm-hmm. normally a, a very powerful leader doesn't have to worry about this sort of thing. They, they've lied about so much that reality isn't what it is anymore. Okay. And so, for example, the latest big lie, which actually upset a lot of people, which lots of lies do upset people, but uh, there was... Uh, uh, a rainstorm uh, I, s- similar to a hurricane, some, some type of storm that, that uh, dumped a whole lot of water on the, some of the most populated provinces in, in China, okay. uh, in Beijing and around Beijing. And they decided, well, uh, if, if we don't release some of this water from you know, be- behind some of these dams, the dams are going to fail and, and Beijing is going to, you know, be flooded. And so to relieve some of the pressure, they flooded all of the uh, neighboring cities and, you know, thousands, millions of people were <laughs> impacted. Okay. Uh, horrendously, by, you know, by these floods. You yeah. Know, Quote ravaging. unquote impacted. Devastated. <laughs> Devastated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, lots of, lots of homeless people and, and uh, destruction and people lost everything. And of of course, uh, the the government said, "Well, no that that was uh, that was a natural phenomenon," uh, and of course, Beijing was uh, spared, yeah, uh, because they routed the water around it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so a lot of people were upset, and they, you know they're making signs saying, you know, this was not a natural disaster. This was uh, created by uh, 
the government. And of course, every, every time they try to tell the truth, they, you know, here come the, the guys dressed in black and, and make them yeah. disappear. So that's, was, that's was, just a taste of what, what kind of lies they do. It's, but it's everything. It's, it's, it's so bad. They, they, they have a, a, a green initiative to, to, to make the countryside green. And then they, they put these, uh, uh, what do you call it? rebar in the ground and put rocks on top of it and spray it green so it looks green from a helicopter. <laughs> Everything in China is fake. Okay. The, the the you know they keep saying oh China is putting a whole bunch of money into solar they're gonna be the, the they're they're gonna you know turn turn to renewables instead of coal well they're not and uh, the, these solar panels they put up that they're destroying massive amounts of areas green areas to put up these solar panels and most of the solar panels are fake and don't okay. connect to anything. And so they're just putting black stuff, you know, <laughs> black panels up uh, to make it look from a helicopter. Oh, look, we're, we're complying. We're, we've got all these solar panels up, you know? <laughs> okay. So going back to the routing of the water, was there truth to the, in, was there some initial th- truth there? Like the dams oh, were, well, I mean the dams, like were the dams really going to burst if they didn't flood? Or is oh, it, yeah, yeah. There, okay. was, there, was, there was a whole, there was a big natural uh, storm that came through. Okay. Uh, what, what they're upset about is that it, it probably, well, I mean, I don't know actually, but um, the, there was an obvious decision to save Beijing and let everybody else uh, get screwed over. Yeah, no, I get, so. that, that part I get, but I mean... Was I, I guess my I was more curious as to whether or not they needed to uh, relieve the pressure of the dams, or if that was just an excuse mm-hmm. to flood out the other. No, they, they most likely certainly did because okay. right. if they didn't, then then the the dams would have been breached and okay. uh, Beijing would be flooded. All right, just checking. And so another, how do I want to spin into this? Uh, Chinese again, Chinese industry seems to be a big deal on the global scene and it's my general feeling opinion whatever uh, that it's going to be uh more important going into the future as as the u.s dollar becomes worthless and more people find themselves uh in poverty in the u.s right like i can't buy as much as i used to a year ago or a week ago or a month ago Right with the rising inflation, and there are uh, there are people in poverty worse off than me that will have to lean on imported Chinese goods, right, just to make ends meet. Like it seems, it seems that's going to be the direction. Right, you you can't afford to buy domestic; you got to get it from China because it's cheaper. Well, um, a lot of people are moving production out of China at the moment because China is so unstable. Okay. Um, so you're, you're most likely going to be getting things from other, other places. So, uh, but you know, a lot of stuff still does come from China. Yeah. Um, and, but at the same time, you know, things are going to get more expensive just because there's less production. So. Right. Well, and and I guess again, with, with less production and higher inflation, that, that unfortunately drives people towards lower quality in cheaper Chinese goods, right? And if you, with enough of that, I would think that that would bolster the Chinese economy um, a little bit at least, right? Because even more people are going to have to be looking to them uh, to get necessities. 
No, am I? Yeah, I, I think. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that's been the case for a long time. I mean, that that's one of the reasons why so many products just aren't made in the U.S. is because everybody goes to buy them from China. Well, yeah, but now you're but now you're telling me the Chinese quality is suffering, right? Like, if, you know, if you're putting up solar panels and like, wow, I could get them for six bucks in the U.S. or sixty cents in China. No, no, I'm not saying that. Uh, the stuff that comes to the U S is bad. It's okay. You know, most of the stuff that comes to the U S is, is, uh, vetted pretty well. Okay. Um, uh, quality tested and stuff like that. Um, I'm saying the solar panels that the government wants. Okay. For to, to, because they're trying to prove to the rest of the world, Hey, we're the good guys. So we're going to, you, you know, switch to renewables and that's a lie. Um, so everything, that China does it uh, by a government decree. Um, they they have to follow, but it's usually cheaper and more beneficial for them to just fake it, yeah, and, and lie to their own government than than to actually do it. And so yeah, that's I what get, happens a lot. Of I times. get that, but again, it's the the open secret is that Chinese relies on that free market ish capitalism where they're providing the world with low cost goods. Right. Yeah. So th- they are simultaneously doing that. Yeah. Okay. And they're and you're saying that there's not an impact of quality on those low cost Chinese goods coming from wh- whatever China's I, equivalent I, of private corporations would be, even um, though they're heavily I, controlled by the government. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't be able to speak on it. It's okay. like okay. It, <laughs> I don't know. Right. There, there's there's the question it, is out there. It, it it doesn't bother me to buy stuff that says made in China on it. I usually I, I look at it, it seems good, and then I buy, I buy it. And then after after the fact, I like, oh, it's made in China. Wow, big okay. surprise! Like so much stuff is made there, so I don't I don't really think about uh, the quality so much. Is because for the most part, most of the products that make it into U.S. stores are okay. You know, of sufficient quality. That hasn't really changed a lot, in my opinion. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm not immune from that either. Like I've I have bought. Uh, a number of things off of you know Chinese websites like AliExpress or you know even Wish. dot com mm-hmm. and that ilk is it's the same source of materials, right? Yeah. But in in my mind when I'm buying it, I go, well, this doesn't have to last long because I know I'm getting it cheap. Oh yeah, right. Like you know the the cost and quality kind of go hand in hand. So I don't buy I don't buy things that I expect to last a long time from those sites. I go like, well, if I, if I get a handful of uses out of this, then it was worth the buck 85. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and eight to 10 weeks shipping slow boated over here. And I guess, again, in my mind, um, that's just gonna, that is going to end up being more prevalent I know it's I know it's already bad, you know, because people have been doing it for years and buying the cheap stuff. But it's but where do you go, right? Where, where do poor people go who's having their money been inflated out of nowhere, going to start shopping if you know if the Chinese goods were already prohibitively, you know, if they weren't prohibitively expensive before, are going to get prohibitively expensive now, just through the inflation. Not that China's doing anything, but the dollar's being worth less. And you can't say, well, they're going to just move production to a different third world country because you run into the yeah. same problem. It's the, it's the dollar that's the issue, not the goods that are coming out of the foreign countries. But if you were previously shopping at like Target and he went, oh man, I can't afford Target anymore. I guess I'll go shopping at Walmart. And you can't afford Walmart anymore. 
And then all of a sudden, like, oh, man, look at all this stuff on that Timu app that advertises to fucking everybody. <laughs> you know, all yeah. of a sudden, that looks good because it's now at least affordable. And I was, th- I was like, where, did, where the hell did this app come from? And why are so many people inviting me to, like, join it? I'm like, I'm not fucking joining your app. I'm not playing stupid games for free stuff. Um, but I also, I'm starting to understand why people do, right? Yeah, it's it's a well, it's cutting out Amazon, so you can buy stuff directly from China. Well, yeah, um, but I just you know I just I wouldn't the the stuff that I want I wouldn't buy from there because I want quality stuff for the most part. But I understand why people would. Right, like I don't. Yeah. Well, if you buy from Timo, you're you're more likely to get uh, a clone of whatever cheap Chinese good you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so. So it's even worse uh, than Chinese quality. It's like the bottom of the barrel Chinese quality, but it's what yeah, people can yeah. afford. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the depressing part. It's what people can afford. Right. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not in the market, but I occasionally take a look at just what, you know, houses are going for around here these days after the last debacle of trying to get a house around here. And, um, like my personal budget with my income in my general area, right? I'm like almost priced out of a trailer home at this yeah. point. Yeah. I go, what the, what the fuck happened there? You know? And I'm, I'm hoping for a crash or a bubble popping yeah. or something. So ho- housing market t- to me is more interesting. And, and the, 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 the reason why houses are, went so expensive is because well there's always money for for houses so the banks are giving people loans like crazy again surprise uh because that's what they do like that's that's their job we just had a uh a conference yesterday a, a speech in a conference yesterday about about the banking industry okay uh, and how how it works and he was explaining no they don't actually need deposits in order to make loans the loan creates the deposit. So when, when you go to buy a house and they say, okay, you're credit worthy and they, they don't have to see how much money they have in the bank. They, they create the money right then. Yeah. And they give it to you. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's fucking backwards. I saw, I saw a headline yesterday or the day before, right? Are you guys are familiar with the real estate website Zillow? They're, they're pretty big. Yeah. They got yeah. into trouble a little bit a few years ago with some tactics that they were doing. Um, but the, the article said, like, they're in Arizona, the, only in Arizona at the moment, um, they are offering homes with a, a 1% down payment. Cool. Okay, cool. You say cool. I go, well, that's probably the only thing, right, that would that would make it affordable for me you know, to, to get out of my apartment, right? Like, okay, cool. Bring, bring that to my market, please. Right. Because it's, it's individually advantageous. Um, but is, is that a good strategy overall? Like it's, it seems like that's going to lead to more failures and defaults. Well, the, the, the problem is if it's, if it's available to most people, the one, the 1% down payment, then everybody, uh, has that same advantage and, and there's limited housing available. And so the price goes up 
So you don't really save anything, uh, except maybe, you know, some people are able to move into a house sooner that, you know, without saving. Um, well, that's, but it does, that's the thing. But it pushes, it pushes prices up because there's less, uh, houses on the market. And so, so one of the things that, that happened, and I don't know how much of it's the bank's fault, but, uh, Phoenix, Arizona is the fastest growing city in the country. Okay. And it's been that way for, for years. And, uh, you know, despite, you know, record heat from the climate change, you know, and, and the heat Island effects from being a giant city, uh, super hot and people are still going there. Um, is it just because people are, you know, they're, they're building more houses and they're, uh, you know, letting people get loans for nothing down. It, it could be. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens if, if housing prices do go down, if people go, Oh, well I'm not paying on this loan anymore. Yeah. That's again, it's, it's interesting cause I'm not, I'm not officially in the market, but I'm kind of in the market. So I'm just, i Every once in a while, I look, and every time I look, I'm depressed, right? Because I go oh, yeah. like, well, if not for the down payment, right, I could afford this. And as my rent goes up and my wage stagnates, uh, it becomes prohibitively more difficult to save, um, just, like, just like crypto, right? Like, the, as the price goes up, right, the, the chances of me becoming a whole coiner, right, diminishes significantly, because I'm just always chasing one, um, but never, never getting a big enough bump to get over the hump to get it. So as you know, as I rent, right, I'm always chasing, trying to save up for that down payment. But every time I look, the price goes up, the down payment goes up, um, and the depress, you know, the depressing part is not being able to catch up to that hump to save enough for that down payment to you know break the cycle. Mm-hmm. And again, with you know the the overall economy where it is, um, I don't I don't foresee a solution. But I see articles like that, and I go, okay, yeah, bring that here, bring that here, so I can get in before somebody else does, and then you know I'm fine breaking that cycle for me. Like screw you guys on the back end, you know I just I just want to get in first, how, whatever that looks like. But it gets always depressing. It's like every time it's worse. Every time I look, it's worse than it was before. Like, how did that happen? Whose fault is this? It's not my fault. <laughs> Whose fucking fault is this? Yeah, it's it's the banks and their their money printing machine. Yeah. Anything on and, this, KS? And so the the one thing I would have added to yesterday's speech is Ron Ron Paul's vision that that he's had for a long time that still hasn't come true yet is that. Well, when the banks get scared, then uh, money tightens and the, the money supply goes down because everybody's paying on their loans. Every time you pay a loan back, you're reducing the, the money supply. Um, and so without the uh, addition of, of new money in, in the way of uh, loans, then the whole thing will collapse. So... That's that's what you know we've been waiting for for a long time. Yeah, Ron um, Paul makes a bunch of predictions that we've been waiting for for like fifty years. So, where is the new money coming from? And I think it's coming through the military industrial complex. So, if you want money, um, find a way to get it from them. I guess join 
Boeing or Lockheed Martin uh, and safing off some money that way, I guess. Don't tempt me. <laughs> at, the, um, at this point it's more like the other way like you know it would it would it would it would it be hypocritical and do i care enough at this point to not see if i qualify for food stamps if i could get like another 400 bucks a month well, from the state yeah i heard that the the biden regime cut a whole bunch of food stamp program so so they could uh send more money to ukraine I don't know how true that is, but that's ridiculous. So yeah, with all the you know hundreds of billions of dollars going to Ukraine, um, that that is making its way through the economy some way. Yep. Um, and that's I think that's preventing the the short shortage of of money that that they're not lending to people to buy houses right now because. Normal people are seen more, more and more seen as a risk, so they're gonna, you know, not lend out money to, as easily yeah. for people to buy houses. So, so the money has to be created somewhere. So, no, I get it. I just why, why not do it through Ukraine? <laughs> you know that that helps the Biden administration, the CIA, the FBI. Uh, you know, usual suspects. Yeah. No, again, I I get it, and I just I'm. I am currently personally at a loss, right? Like, what is it going to take? And it's not Trump with that mugshot, <laughs> right? And I'm not, I'm not hanging my hopes on like the next election cycle. Do you want, do you want to talk about the 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 Republicans? Uh, if if you've got something to say, go for it. Uh, not not much. I okay. didn't watch Did either of you watch the debates. I didn't no. watch the whole debates, and I didn't I didn't watch Trump on Tucker either. Uh, but I do hear things, and and so I, I listen to wanted... rich men north of Richmond like a dozen times, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to add to the depression. There's no solution in that song either. There you go. There, that is the solution. What? Write sad, write sad songs and make millions of dollars. <laughs> 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 you can do it, Rich. I, I have faith in you. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I could write the songs. I. I am I I am I am a I'm going to say this I am a published poet I can't prove it anymore but I'm a published poet and I have written song lyrics before I'm not good at it but I've done it um, That's a song right there what? I'm a published poet <laughs> Just say what you will just you know No no I got <laughs> it but I can't this. perform it I can't play any musical instruments I have a voice for radio but not musical radio right Like if I was in Nashville I would be the songwriter right I would get the I would get the royalties on people performing my song, um, but I'm not you know but I'm not the I'm not the performer. I don't I don't have the skill set for that. But if I could write the song and find someone to perform it, certainly. And pre-show, yeah. I'll, I'll okay. plug it I'll, here too. Pre-show, uh, I'll I was, do it. I was okay. You'll do it. You'll perform it. All right. Yep. Create a new SoundCloud account for that. Break out the six string and be on our way. Pre-show, I purchased this from uh, Captain Kickass uh, several weeks ago, and I finally just uploaded it to my computer. Like he is a musician, right? But he is a heavy metal musician, uh, and he released a three-song EP called Eleutheromania. Um, and I, I, you know, I sent twenty bucks his way uh, to get the little uh, to get the little USB card with the songs on, and I was copying that over to my computer. So he 
has written, produced, performed, and made music videos, uh, but in you know in the in, on the metal side of things. Uh, and now he, ironically, he's like bundling up with some rolling papers now. So if you search for that, I think it's CaptainKickass.com or whatever. There's there's probably some links to his stuff. But he is he is the musician. He's not an inspiration to me in any way to do that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, if that if that's if that's the way to do it, he's got a better chance than I do on making music. And, making <laughs> millions. and I can actually understand the, the lyrics. So give it a listen. It's all about the the message. Well, yeah, and again, his 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 message is of freedom and liberty and anti-state and all that other fun stuff. But this little twanging country dude, and you know, has a much better voice. No offense, Captain. <laughs> or or more palatable song for whatever reason. Like one of them went viral and it was the wrong one. Uh, but still, I you know, it, it was catchy and I listened to it. I was like, damn. And then That's he came out I for the debates hear. and said, like, why are these why are these are the guys that I'm talking about on the debate stage? How dare they, you know, try to turn how dare they try to use my song? Um and 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 uh purport that i am one of them no these these are the rich men that i am talking about not all of them but these are definitely within that group so good on it's about the it's about the cronies ken mm, yeah okay oh ken has not heard the song no, no. Not heard oh the song. my goodness where have you been i mean you just told us where you've been but jesus <laughs> he's been all around the place <laughs> i know I, and so has that song it's you know it, it topped the charts and everything let me mention there's some good news about politicians. It looks like there's this guy, uh, Millet, in, in Argentina. That came okay. out number one in the polls. He's, he's hardcore. He calls himself an anarcho-capitalist. And yeah. uh, everybody uh, is saying, well, what's that? What's that? For the first time, they, they heard it. And hardcore libertarian, he's number one in the polls. Uh, still not a majority of the vote, but it's like 30%, which is way ahead of all the other Good thing uh, we stopped using that term last week, right, MC? <laughs> and I'm uh, also in, in Madrid. Uh, it looks like the woman who's the mayor of Madrid, from what I hear, she's very, very libertarian, and she stands now a very good chance of becoming um, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the top dog in, uh, in Spain at the next uh, upcoming elections. You know. I am always hesitant. Like I like seeing it. I like I like the fact that the term anarcho capitalist is getting out there because I I'll still use it. I'll still identify with it. Uh, I like that other countries are getting done in that area. Um, mm-hmm. But I also right believe that absolute power corrupts absolutely, and what I don't want is them to win, become corrupted, and and in doing so corrupt the term along with them. Right. Sure, I but I, what I like about the the fact that they are ahead in the polls and it looks like they can win means that the, there's a general attitude of acceptance among the population that yes. this is a good direction, you know. Yeah, and, until they do some fashy stuff, right, and the population goes like, "Oh, that's that was a mistake. Let's go back to what we're used to." Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always the danger that whenever. Um, Whenever there's a uh, an element of corruption, they they say, "Well, that's the free market." You know? Yeah, exactly. Of course, that's what happens in a free market. That's why we need government regulations for these things. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we, we kind of deviated on here from your uh, Chinese Austrio economic uh, forum, but you had you were you visited one more. Uh, you went to one more or uh, Memphis. Was, no, Memphis, it wasn't. Uh, no, I thought it was another international uh, one. Oh, uh, Madrid. Yeah, um, probably that one. I mean, you can talk yeah. about Memphis if you want, but that was the, I was I was thinking of Madrid. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was a great gathering of uh, probably 150 um, people from all over the planet. Um, and, um, you know, arguing free market reforms of all different sorts. And I, I took on the usual uh, approach with regard to uh, immigration. I likened it to that peculiar institution of history when uh, America Americans became a little bit embarrassed about slavery, so they referred to it as that peculiar institution instead of slavery as a way of sort of getting it more acceptable. But eventually the population turned against it, saying that plantation slavery is uh, a barbaric relic of the past. And I'd say that now, 150 years later, it's about time for us to recognize that there's state slavery, which still exists right. around the world, and that's what people are still trying to flee. And so I, I encourage people to think of um, the new abolition or the continuing abolition as uh, to um, deny state slavery. Were either, I, I, you know, forgive me if I don't recall everything we talk about, but were either of you guys um, in favor of or have or had um, high hopes for RFK Jr. here in the States? Um, so officially anybody but Biden and Trump is, is what I want to see. But, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, but sure, yeah, he's... Okay. So, so the the reason I like RFK is because he has a beef with the CIA, and I think that's probably the number one organization that needs to go. Okay, if so, there was a list, <laughs> the the reason the reason I drop his name as as KS is talking about immigration um, is because shortly after the libertarians got all you know worked up over RFK being like their guy, um, he came out and said like finish the wall. And so I was really fucking uh, a dude. So I was, yeah, to, I was, yeah, well, there you go. That's, I wanted to see if that changed your opinion on him or what, what your thoughts on that were. Oh, it sounds like he's just catering to the anti COVID um, crowd. You know, I mean, he, he knew that he had a lot of mileage with among those who were um, very much uh, anti government with regard to the con- controls. And I guess, he just senses that that's that's the way to pick up more mileage among that crowd. Okay, and I don't think he personally has feelings about it one way or another, but he sees that that's the opportunity for his traction. Okay, sadly, you know, but that's that's true of both parties, Democrats and Republicans. Uh, you know, I mean, Biden had the image of being um, softer on immigration, but he actually was tougher on immigration. Yeah, most most of the Republicans right now think it's okay, or at least say, that uh, it's okay to go into into Mexico with, with our military, even yeah. even shoot mis- missiles at them. What so, the fuck is that all about? That, that, that's just, you know, stupid, absurd, and whatever, but it's like, so that's that's catering to the, you know, the the extreme right-wing uh, attitude towards, towards Mexico. Okay. Um, and so that's that's what they're all going to say and that's 
that's kind of what I was trying to get to earlier about uh, the, the candidates and, and their debate. And so for, for me, it seems like uh, this new guy, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Yeah. He, Another uh, libertarian hero around these parts. He, <laughs> he has all of the right talking points, and he has a solution to everything detailed exactly how he's going to do it that will uh, uh, be appealing to everybody left and right and center. And, and to me, it just sounds like it's, it's a lot of talk. Yeah. So, and, and then that numb nuts comes out and says that if, uh, if a, uh, uh, assault weapons ban crosses his desk, he'd sign it. Oh, that's RFK, right? No, that's Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh. Okay. As far as I know, I'll, I can double check if you want to keep talking and give me a minute, but I'm pretty sh- sure I'm pretty sure it was a thing about Vivek Ramaswamy saying he's going to sign an assault weapons ban, too. Well, I, I know RFK said it. Well, it makes sense for him to say it because he's the lefty Democrat. Sure. You know? And it makes um, it makes sense for him to say it because he was, you know, again, he was the one that came here and uh, it came here and like insisted that everyone turn in their guns. When he was speaking at Porkfest, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he's full of talk, and uh, the other guy, uh, Chris Christie, is uh, was was on stage, and his, and his main position was just he. I think he was only there just to attack, to attack Vivek. Okay. Um, Apparently, he's he's been opposed to Trump too, hasn't he? Sure. Mm-hmm. He's he's like the. The uh, Republican for the Democrats. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he, he had a pretty funny interview with a, with a radio host, uh, Chris Christie did. Okay. And and he basically said the quiet part out loud. He, uh, that, that because uh, he, he was trying to bash Vivek by saying, well, he's uncontrollable. And then he said, well, I'm more controllable, and that's why people will want me. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like, dude, like you, you nailed it. Like, <laughs> that's why they're going to hire you <laughs> because you're controllable. Um, I do think people want something more, more radical. Uh, I just, I just wish it wasn't Trump because, in my mind, Trump, Trump already proved to be a failure. He didn't drain the swamp. He hired a whole bunch of swamp creatures. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, I can't find surprise. the headline with a quick Google search, by the way, but we'll keep going. Yeah, surprise, surprise, they backstabbed him and everything. And uh, Well, tr- okay, so here's, with Trump, what happened was is the Overton window got moved on acceptable radical rhetoric, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first it was build a wall, and now it's, you know, send missiles into Mexico. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the jump. Yeah, I know. And so, of course, they're going to come out and say even more dumb stuff. Um, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we had a actually this part of your speech, KS, uh, yesterday about uh, when they when they let Spain join the EU, everybody didn't flee Spain and go to, <laughs> go to Europe. You know? There were already so many illegal in in the European Union doing work um, illegally that when they opened up, they left uh, Europe and went back to Spain. Yeah, and so what would happen 
if we let Mexico join the U.S.? Would everybody leave Mexico and come to the uh, the other states? No, because like, you'd already probably be not. Like, <laughs> probably not. They they'd probably just stay where they are because that's where their home is and that's where they know how to live. <laughs> so I, I think there's a big misconception that pe- people in the U.S think, oh, well, like Texas is hot and is a desert and it gets worse, but, you know, further south you go in, into Mexico if you cross that river and, and it's just, you know, it's desert. But like most of Mexico is green. They don't, they don't realize that. You know? like, yeah, they've got farms. They've got uh, lots of productivity. They've got, a, you know, very hardworking people. Um, they've got uh, more, more conservative uh, re- religious uh, types there um so they're 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 pretty stable and i i don't think most of them would even like to be here and and probably most of them feel the same way about the u.s as people in the u.s feel about mexico for example um you know all the shootings and riots and stuff and, and people <laughs> go, you know uh rioting and and taking out entire stores, uh, yeah. burning them to the ground. Even, um, they would, they would look at that and be like, why would I want to go to the U S <laughs> <You know? laughs> people are crazy. I saw a meme. It says hundred percent discount, uh, with coupon code BLM. <laughs> <laughs> well, too, if, if the United States just opened up its trade barriers and allowed, allowed Mexicans to sell things to the United States, like sugar yeah. and flowers and corn and wheat, and you know, then they could thrive and be prosperous where they are. They, they, it would and, relieve a lot of the pressure, and the uh, U.S. would be far more better off. But you're not taking into consideration the the U.S. corn and flour and wheat producers. They could do something else. I am yeah, exactly, taking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. I'm, uh, I I think one way to know if we're ever on the right track is if they shut down ethanol pr- production. Yeah. subsidies okay. if that Such doesn't happen I don't care who's president I don't believe them they're, they're all full of shit <laughs> <laughs> that's that's your that's your baseline that's that's my limit <laughs> okay. that doesn't Porn go subsidies. within yeah it's 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 absurd and it, it destroys the market it it, it prevents yeah. people from doing things that people actually want like mm. nobody wants ethanol not the farmers not the people that, that you know no you know, people that want food don't want ethanol. Yeah. Um, and it wrecks yeah. engines. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, another yeah. way to get people into uh, into electric vehicles. Maybe. Which is another, well, I mean, if you, if you if you keep filling up with ethanol and your engine dies, you got to buy a new car sooner, right? You don't yeah. think you're going to get pushed into an EV at some point down at the lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still happy about the, uh, the, the tax rebates, though. Which, which is coming to an end. Like, those are much less than they were. No, I think they reinstated them. Really? Again. Okay. Yeah. It's back up to 7500 right. So, well, they put restrictions on it. They tried to make it more tight, and it, and it only helped Tesla because Tesla is the only one that can meet the restrictions. So, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, but, but, yeah, it's like uh, people get a tax rebate, and... I'd rather people get a tax rebate than, than not. So, yes, it's not it's not a handout; it's a reduction in taxes, <laughs> right? Like I've seen that meme a lot as well. Uh, you know, we're like 
you know, what's you got all these people with student loans and you won't you won't cut their student loan debt but you'll give you know tax breaks to the billionaires like yes because that's not a handout right? that's, <laughs> love that's these, them expression. paying less the latest one i heard was they're spending uh, millions of dollars in california to tear up asphalt playgrounds because they're you know hot and and whatever but they called it a down payment they don't call it oh. an expending program. They don't call it an investment. They call it now a down payment. So that it's, you know, just anything the government wants to spend, uh, wants to spend just as a, it's just a down payment. It was probably the, their idea the to make playgrounds out of asphalt anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Well, it's all government schools, you know. That's so. what I'm saying. Like, what happened yeah. to grass? Right, right. It's naturally yeah. soft when you fall. Oh, but now they've got the the cushy foam, you know, uh, asphalt that, I mean, it's like sort of rubber. Rubberized, yeah. And you you bounce off of it. But they found that the temperatures on those in a hot, sunny day is like 160 degrees. And uh, so now they're concerned about the toxic effects and the the heat effects and all of that is. uh, So now they're thinking about the negatives of, of nice rubber that kids won't ever fall on, hurt themselves. Yeah, now that it's all paid for, bought, purchased a taxpayer fund, I would just get more money to walk that back and do something else with it. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Is, Good job, guys. Never any thought about what people might do with that money on their in their own pockets instead of, uh, you know. Um, and, of course, we have to do it because it's global warming is going to make things just worse all the time. Yeah. I saw, Okay, so I mean, we talked about this. I don't want to go too too deep into like the Maui fires, right? But there was there was a clip with the governor of Hawaii, and fill me in if this is I'm mistaken again on this, um, where he said or admitted to or answered affirmatively that global warming played a factor in the human error that led to some of the problems with you know Maui safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they. they- constantly talk about that how oh, this is just another example of and if we didn't have global warming if we weren't driving in cars this fire wouldn't have occurred of course so global warming, but it was like the human error factor you know it wasn't it wasn't human use of whatever there was also one th- this is probably the most uh diabolical headline um that i read regarding the fires and it was people who disobeyed the barricades survived and people who turned around and went back into the fire area, uh, perished. Wait, were there, yeah, clarify that. I was out of the country at yeah. the time. Were what? there barriers that prevented people well, there, from leaving? So people Roadblocks. were trying to leave because the, the city was on fire. And be, beyond where the cops were, some electrical lines were down. So the cops were saying, you can't come this way because there's electrical lines down. So go back, not knowing that the city was on fire. Oh, so God. some people went back and perished. I don't know. Supposedly, I don't. I don't really know how many, if if any of those people were dumb enough to actually you know drive back into a fire. But well, where are you um, going to go? You're going to disobey well, a cop? Yeah, some people did. Some people disobeyed and went around. Yeah, because they were like, "Hey, the city's on fire, dumbasses!" And then they you know went around. Um, you can arrest me people, later. Yeah, some people. Some people didn't. So. Yeah. Um, but I also, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, how, how far was that blockade? Uh, and so there's a lot of things I don't know. 
hey, I don't man, know. If, I, don't I don't actually know. Either. I just read headlines all day I don't, long. I mean, you you could assume that some some people might have perished, but at, at the same time, those were people that were in their cars already were smart enough at least to to know the city was on fire and and were getting out of there. So maybe they were smart enough to find uh, a way to survive. Um, there there were a whole bunch of cars burned, uh, but a lot of those people uh, got out of their cars and went into the ocean. Okay. So I don't know how many people actually died in their cars. Or how many actually died in the ocean because they, they had to yeah, there be was. there a long, long time. Yeah. Um, like I yeah, said, somebody, I, I read national headlines. You guys get the local stuff. So I figured maybe there was some miscommunication or something on, you know, something. Well, yeah, I mean, pe- people probably made the assumption that the people that got turned around perished, but... At, at the same time, like there, there was lots of people in cars that got out of their cars, to jump in the ocean or, okay. uh, you know, went somewhere else or went around or whatever. Fair enough. So, I mean, unless you, unless you actually know somebody that, 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 that had that situation, then it's hard, It's really hard to know. Yeah. Again, I don't, I don't know. I read headlines. I don't have any family on Maui at all. Yeah. So it was, but were people, were pe- people turned around? Back towards the fire, yes. <laughs> that's okay. that's what we do know. I don't know if any of them died. But. Okay. Well, even, even that alone, foolishness, mm-hmm. you know, for anyone who no, complied with that. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that the cops couldn't, couldn't look over in that direction, uh, see all the smoke, but. I think there's this feeling that all oh, government authorities have a big picture. You know, if, if they say that there's, Fallen down lines uh, down the road. There, um, people don't know what that means in terms of the danger. They yeah. they might you know just be panicked. Uh, there's danger everywhere. Here's here here's here's where I knew the spokesperson was lying. Um, having grown up in Hawaii, right? Uh, mm. At one point, I, I listened. You know, there was like the press conference or whatever. And he said like they didn't turn the sirens on because the locals are trained. To when they hear the sirens to, to go, go to, to the, the mountains. mountains. I've never been trained to do that. I was there for 35 fucking years. Not once was there a training class that when you hear the sirens, you head for high ground. Not once was it ever explained to me, right, that the sirens are only for tsunamis, right? It was an emergency siren. You hear the siren, you seek out the news to find yeah. out what's going on, and you act yeah. accordingly. If anything, that was, that was the training. That was yeah. That was definitely a total lie because in the explanation for the alarms, it says for for storms, fires, whatever disaster, it, it, fires were definitely included and one of the reasons for the sirens. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I, you know, when when I hear something that I know to be false, right, it puts into question everything else that that person is saying. Mm-hmm. And so I go, well, of course he's lying. And what else is he lying about? And then <laughs> yeah. then CBS is CBS is like questioning him, and then the bully comes out from the back. He's like, "Hey, you gonna let him answer? Just let him in. He's trying to answer your question. Do you want your question answered? Right? Definitely some like, you know, fucking local tough guy Hawaiian bullshit. Oh yeah, you know, to intimidate the to intimidate a journalist. In and my the other, in my opinion, the other big question that still isn't answered is like, well, how many kids are still missing? They they won't talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I I think I got it wrong the last time because I, I I thought I saw an article 
that had a really high death count, but apparently it was like a missing count, right? Yeah. But there's there's still a lot of people missing. So what are you going to yeah. do? And, and lots and lots of kids missing. So yeah, of course, the the weakest amongst trying to get out, right? They're they're reliant upon adults to assist them, and if the adults are being turned away by the government while trying to escape a deadly wildfire, or weren't aware of it because they were told that it was a under control or b, you know, not not warned at all. Because they were going to head for head towards the fire. You hear the sirens. You see the fire on the mountain. That's the direction you're trained to go. So of course, you know you you know uh, compulsed citizenry. Like that's what you're going to do. The government says like head to the mountains. You just go to the mountains. That's all. That's nonsense. All right, we got a little time left. Do you want to do some headlines? I know you love sure, headlines. Sure, yes. sure. Mm-hmm. Headline: Socialism cannot work. Not even in an AI-driven economy. A headline, protecting competition or preventing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a good one from Hawaii. He- uh, headline, to tackle highest housing costs in the country, Hawaii's governor declares Yimby, yes, in my backyard, martial law. <laughs> uh, headline, to combat crime surge in American cities, many turn to private alternatives. Uh, headlines politicians continue to make a mockery of emergency spending a uh, headline biden's food stamp expansion linked to 15 percent jump in grocery prices says a study that might have been the one where i went you know fuck these guys i'm gonna try to get on snap i haven't actually but that might have been the headline like if, if those people right those fudge rounders are causing my groceries to go up 15 percent, i got to find a way to take advantage of that uh, and finally headline the meaningless destructive minimum wage which one jumps out at you? Because we probably only got time for one. Well, I think if some people are allowed to get food stamps, everybody should be. So, well, yeah, well, because mm. you're you're a UBI guy, so that's yeah, that's yeah. right. So go get your UBI, Rich. Come on, do there it. You go. No, <laughs> Biden's food stamp <laughs> expansion linked to a fifteen percent jump in grocery prices. Uh, a push by the Biden administration to increase food stamp benefits to the tune of one trillion dollars could be responsible for a 50% rise in prices at the grocery store, according to a government watchdog report. The Department of Agriculture rolled out, rev- uh, rolled out revised nutritional standards for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, that's SNAP, in 2021 that expanded the program by 27% on average from pre-COVID pandemic levels, the Foundation for Government Accountability found. Overall spending on the program more than doubled between 2019 and 2022, going from $4.5 billion in 2019 to $11 billion in 2022, a study released Thursday by the Government Accountability Group shows. The spending hit $8.6 billion in March of 2023, despite some emergency allotments have expired and is expected to rise by 5.8% over the course of the year. The expansion is projected to cost U.S. taxpayers... More than $1 trillion over the next decade, according to to the Congressional Budget Office. The increase in spending on food stamps has fueled the rise in grocery prices and contributed to high inflation, the group said. USDA cooked their books to hike food stamp benefits by 27%, the largest permanent increase in program history, and and they bypassed Congress to do it, Jonathan Ingram Vice President of Policy and Research at the Foundation of Government Accountability, told Fox News, which first reported on the study. 
because quote data show the Biden administration's overreach led to massive spikes in grocery prices. They're feeding inflation, not stopping hunger. Uh, the study cited retail scanner data from the World Bank following the Great Recession of 2008 that found that food prices go up 1% for each 12.5% hike in per capita food stamp spending. The price of margarine and eggs increased by more than 50% between December 2019 and March 2023, according to the Labor Department data reviewed by the group. The price of frozen vegetables rose by 36%. Uh, The Foundation for Government Accountability also estimated that Congress could claw back more than $193 billion in taxpayer funds if lawmakers repealed Biden's food stamp expansion. Food stamp spending is likely to take center stage in Congress's expected battle over reauthorizing the Farm Bill, which sets a range of spending from food benefits for urban populations to rural broadband. Republicans are pushing to rein in SNAP spending, while Democrats are wary, particularly after striking a deal with House Republicans to implement work requirements for some food stamp beneficiaries, a condition of raising the federal debt limit earlier this year, uh, end of the article. So your take, again, we would generally, you know, there's the general libertarian position, and then there's me moving towards fuck these guys already uh, position. So your thoughts. <laughs> well, my first thought about this is, if they really wanted to make more food available for the general population, they would open the trade barriers, allow people to sell from all over the planet at half the price or a quarter of the price. There'd be an abundance of food, and um, everybody would be happier abroad and at home. Ah, well, they, the they did that, the right? Farmers emergency. Would. Emergency when there was no baby formula. They went, fine. Emergency <laughs> lifting of the tariff restrictions and bring it all in so we could get the babies fed. Yeah, okay, but the, you know, it's a temporary uh, thing, just like when they suspend the Jones Act for a week or two, you know, so nobody really changes their pattern of, of behavior. Um, so, yeah, that. Well, the people that, the, short the on ethanol food change their subsidy pattern of behavior. On they go out and they buy more. Uh, and also, I'm kind of curious what they buy. When I, when I was traveling around the U.S., I thought, saw lots and lots of people overweight, as is so common across the country. And it's not for a lack of food. It's a, it's um, um, a kind of knowledge about nutrition and what people eat, not just the volume that, that matters. So I can't help but think that uh, just spending a whole lot more on food isn't necessarily going to make it a healthier country, even for the poorest of the poor. Well, so you were, okay. So generally, um, the lower quality food poor people end up buying right aren't as healthy and luckily are higher in you know higher in calories right healthy food is high quality low calorie generally right i'm you know and the 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 cheap stuff right like for for your daily calorie intake right you can get more than a day's worth for the average person uh on like less than 10 bucks at mcdonald's right but that's like the worst food you'd want to eat, but it's all subsidized, right? As you mentioned, you know, the, the corn subsidies, the beef subsidies, all of that stuff. And they, and what's not subsidized is the healthy foods like the vegetables and all that other good stuff. Sorry. I'm watching a video of them pulling a horse out of a pool on that article. Um, mm. But yeah, so 
people are getting fat because the the, the garbage food is high calories and cheap. You don't have to eat a lot of it, but hey, you you're not full, you know, off of what yeah. what's provided. Well, when when the government says that a a bowl of cereal is healthier than an avocado, then eat the bowl of cereal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, because that's they're only talking about people, fat. Do people really pay attention to government guidelines about what's healthy? I think. They just- uh, well, some people just assume. It's true because they've never looked into it. Yeah. And so they say, so there's still probably, I don't know, probably 50% of the population thinks that fat is a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. It's because they drill it into you in elementary school with the food pyramid. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's not that adults are, aren't smart enough to figure it out. It's that they've been trained through 12 years of education, right, on how to eat. And they never re-educated themselves after that. And, and the box says heart healthy, and so it must be. So it must be. Mm-hmm. Because we've got an FDA that says what says labels so. they can put on their boxes yeah. and even encourages all this nonsense. So, Yep. And again, the, the, the box of cereal being healthier than the avocado is because the avocado is high in fat content, and fat's not good for you. So low-fat cereal, healthier than avocado, simply on the fat basis alone. Yeah, which is a lie. Because fat is good for you. It's the it's the carbohydrates that that are bad. Yep, but that's that's not what they taught right on the food pyramid. So that's not what the vast majority of adults who went through that education program are going to believe. And they're not getting and, and they're not getting an, like an update from the government. So they just continue to do what they've always done. And again, much like you know my gripe earlier in the show, uh, there's not a lot of money to go around for this stuff anymore, man. So whatever you're, you know, you're like, again, me personally, I, I say me personally, but I also realize I'm probably above average, right? Like there's, there's a fuck ton of people way worse off than me. And I don't know how they're managing to get by at all. Uh, I don't, I don't know how people manage to, to survive in Hawaii. It's just, it's insanely expensive. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> so here, here's the other irony, right? Like the, 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 the partially because of the wages have to keep up with the cost of living at some point, right? Like I moved here. Um, I know how much I get paid and apparently wages have skyrocketed in Hawaii a little bit based on cost of living and other things and, you know, the pandemic or whatever. But my niece who can barely hold down a job, right? Has like the same pay as me basically. Like, that's how much she can make there. Luckily for her, she lives at home, right, and doesn't really, you know, doesn't have the costs of adulthood yet, um, but it was, was able to secure, like, a low-level-ish job uh, at the same pay rate that I get here with all the adult bills. But if I go back home, right, if I move back to Hawaii and I don't live at home, there's no way I'd survive. Like, no way. I'd be just like everybody else in a, with a room with six roommates, you know, in some hostile conditions. Final thoughts. All right. That'll do it for us. Then you guys know where to find okay. us. Anarchist experience.com on telegram t.me slash anarchist experience or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha.